Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This entire broadcast is dedicated in honor of and celebration of the life of our sister in Christ, Mary Ann Lansky Bunjevic, who was co-host to this broadcast for over five years while she walked with Christ in devotion and dedication in the midst of the fiery trial that is metastatic breast cancer, stage four cancer. Tonight's broadcast is completely going to be focused throughout the broadcast on testimony of our sister and now on just honoring her devotion and dedication to the Berean Bible Chapel online fellowship and also all of those who listen to the Berean Bible Chapel blog talk radio broadcast and podcast. She was here for five years serving you and serving her Lord and Savior. I want to thank everyone for joining this broadcast, who are joining the broadcast. And I will be sharing some things during the broadcast. So I do hope that you brothers and sisters have some tissues and hankies handy, because I'm here to tell you, you will certainly, certainly uh, need them before the broadcast is concluded. And if my voice cracks and breaks emotionally, you'll be kind enough to understand that it is just the incredible privilege that we had in sharing our faith and walk with Jesus Christ with this sister in Christ who is truly, was truly, and always will be truly remarkable, faithful and true to the word of God and to her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our prayers and our thoughts go out tonight to her husband, Mylon, whose heart is literally broken in two. And even as Christmas approaches, he asked me to convey that he does extend deep thanks and appreciation for all the love all the support, all the prayers for Marianne over the last five years, and his great profound thanks and thanksgiving for each and every one who prays for him even today. 
He's going to have a very difficult Christmas, he told me. But he nonetheless extends his Christmas greetings for a blessed Merry Christmas for each and every one of us. He told me to share that, please. And also to thank everyone for all the kind comments and posts that he's received and many, many private messages that he's received. Mylan is uh, hurting, as expected, as understandable. And so we're going to, right now, just as Marianne would do at the beginning of the broadcast, she will. She would open in prayer, so let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege that we have, Lord, to come together in Jesus' name, to gather around your word and in the power of your Holy Spirit as we come not just to honor and celebrate the life of Mary Ann, but to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Our sister who was with us for five years faithfully, I look back at all the records, folks. She only missed four broadcasts in five years. And I'm just astonished at that. When after I went to Ohio and I talked to Mylan, Lord, you showed us, Lord Jesus, that she was walking through fiery trial and suffering, severe pain and affliction, Lord, and you preserved her through it all. And we praise you, Lord. We praise you for her life. Father God, I just pray you'd bless this service. May it defy and exalt our Lord and Savior Jesus. And may we celebrate Christmas here knowing that our sister in Christ is celebrating Christmas there in God's throne room, gathered with angels and saints, loved ones in her Lord and Savior. Now bless this broadcast, Lord, and may everything said and done magnify you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Amen and amen. As pastor of Berean Bible Chapel in this online ministry, I would like to express my profound thanks and appreciation for the sacrificial giving that helped the Lord open the doors that the Lord used to open the door for me to fly from South Carolina to Cleveland, Ohio to be with Mylon and the family and to officiate at Mary Ann's funeral and memorial service. There was a sister in Christ there who helped with the service. Her, she was a very good friend of Mary Ann in Mylon. Her name is Sheila Crawford, and she lives uh, near Cleveland, and she is involved in uh, uh, a ministry there, a prophecy ministry, and uh, they're very good friends with Marianne. And I'd like to, in this broadcast, express my deep thanks and appreciation for not just her comments and the wonderful things she shared about Marianne, but the fact that she uh, was courageous enough to share to begin with and willing to uh, help with that funeral and memorial service there in Cleveland at the Forfolia Funeral Home where Marianne was. I also want to, at this point, uh, express my deep thanks personal deep thanks on behalf of Berean Bible Chapel to Mary Lansky, the director of Forfolia Funeral Home. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, she was Mary Ann's sister-in-law, but she was incredibly gracious and just showed so much compassion and a readiness and a willingness to uh, provide the forum that Mary Ann wanted for her memorial service. Not so much that we would grieve and, and, and be brokenhearted and everything about everything that had un- unfolded regarding Mary Ann's passing, but that uh, she provided a forum wherein the gospel could be preached and, uh, and proclaimed. And I just praise God for that. It was clearly, clearly you could see, discern uh, the hand of the Lord, the handiwork of the Lord. And if you had, if you, it broke my heart, sort of, much so, when I saw Marianne for the first time lying there. But she was such, in such beauty and splendor uh, there. And, uh, she was dressed in a pink, beautiful pink and uh, uh, multicolored outfit, but she had a white sweater that had glittered under the light, and it was very, very gracious. I, all I could think of in the, was what it said in the scripture about the saints were arrayed in white linen it said white linen 
and in the scriptures. And it was exactly how Marianne was laid out. I stood there, to be honest with you, I stood there weeping along with Mylan. I told you you need some tissues tonight, folks, so I hope you have them handy. But the uh, the moment standing there, at first I had that thought that, well, I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you when you were alive face to face. But then the Holy Spirit did something very unique and very, very profound in my heart as I stood there looking down at my sister. My co-host, my co-laborer in ministry, God's Holy Spirit showed me, beloved, that I didn't be, excuse me while I pull myself together, that I didn't meet Marianne. I did. I met her spirit. I met who she was in her core, in her heart. I met that blessed sister. And I'll see her again. I'll see her again someday. Perhaps soon we'll all see Marianne face to face. You know, folks, I don't know if you realize this, Mary Ann would love, love <laughs> she, she would love this. But the next time we see her, we'll be in the air when we're raptured out of this world and we're translated into the kingdom of light. <laughs> the Bible says the dead in Christ go first. <laughs> And Mary Ann would love that. I also want to thank, I also want to express thanks to Sister in Christ, Teresa Presley. I'm telling everyone listening, this, this is Mary Ann and Teresa. We're best buds, best, best friends, sisters that God gave one another. And in Mar- some of Marianne's darkest moments, Teresa was there. In some of the most difficult trying circumstances for Marianne, Teresa came and came alongside her and was there for her. And they shared a special bond and friendship that many of us would probably be anxious to enjoy ourselves. But I praise God for Teresa Presley and her husband Randy for their kindness and compassion, their Christian love for Mylan and Marianne, and their devotion to the Lord. It was truly, truly encouraging and a blessing. And yes, I know Teresa's if you're listening, sis, and I'm pretty sure you may be, that your heart was cleaved in half, just like the rest of ours. 
But she said something, Teresa said something remarkable that uh, before Marianne went to be with the Lord on December 14th, one of the last things that Teresa got to say to her was, it's not goodbye, it's until we meet again, it's so long. And that's the wonderful thing, the truth that resonated when I was given the memorial message. It's not a goodbye. (laughs) It's not a goodbye, folks. It may feel like goodbye, but it's not a goodbye. We will see that blessed sister again. When I saw, when I got off the plane Sunday night, I'm going to back up a little bit. When I got off the plane Sunday night, beloved, and uh, again, I, it was, the trip was incredible. I mean, was I anxious and nervous? I hadn't flown in 40-something years. So, yeah, I was a little anxious. And But God gave me the peace that passes understanding. And I knew it was because everybody was praying for the trip. And they didn't just pray for the trip. They provided the trip, all of you. Who, who were there, who who prayed and gave and everything sacrificially in some cases. And I knew that, and I praise God for that. And uh, the plane landed Sunday night, oh, just around 6, 6.30. And I saw Mylon, and I got to meet him face-to-face, and we just hugged there in the airport and got in the car and we drove, and he was hungry, and so we went to a big boy restaurant, and he chose the big boy, you know, Shoney's big boy. He he uh, he went to the big boy restaurant there, not far from Maple Heights, and we sat down, and we had a, a nice talk and introductions and all of that, and then we went to the house after the dinner. We went to Mylon and Marianne's house. And I said this to my wife, and I'm going to share it with all of you ladies, all of you listening, all you brothers and sisters in Christ who knew knew of Marianne, listened to Marianne on this broadcast, read her post, went to her Facebook page. When you walked in the door of Marianne's house, Mylon told me, he said, now, Chappie, hold on, because this is going to be hard for you. He knew. He was so concerned for my 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 feelings. And Mylon, he's just a great guy. He's a fantastic guy. He's, he's, he's a brother I wanted growing up, if you know what I mean, if you can understand that. You know, if I had had brothers, I didn't have any brothers growing up. I had two sisters who were younger than me. And and we were in a broken home most of the time. My mother was the only uh, happiness in that home that I remember. And uh, Mylon said, "Now he he turned, put the key in the door, and unlocked it. And he said, "Now get ready, because I know this is going to be hard for you." And I walked in, and it was like it was like walking into somebody's spirit right into the every room every wall everything resonated Marianne 
It resonated her touch, her signature. It resonated her her gentleness, her her her, her quiet spirit. It was it was so beautiful in that house, every room. And I'll be posting some pictures this week that I took at the house. And I, we walked room to room. I walked room to room, set my luggage down, and uh, just walked room to room. And I stopped and read every plaque, every little, every little painting. I saw the what Marianne called the collie love. I saw the collie love everywhere. I saw Willow's bed. I saw the teddy bears. I saw every trace and residue of Marianne. She wasn't there, but it was like it was a trace of her presence there. And then I walked into the living room and I saw the recliner and it sat empty. And I could envision her sitting in it talking to me over the phone. Or maybe talking to one of you listening. And I saw the wheelchair folded up in the corner. And I saw her crafts. Oh, my goodness gracious. The woman was so talented. She had crafts everywhere in that house. Things that she handmade herself, pillows, Christmas wreaths, holiday wreaths, you name it, it was there. And they were absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And it was just incredible. And I walked upstairs. I, I There was, I, walked, I turned into the living room and I saw her recliner. And I turned and lifted my eyes for a moment, looked at the front door and the curtains, everything. You could tell Mary Ann lived here. Mary Ann was here. She reflected her, everything she ever said. It was a reflection. It was an echo in that home. Do I, am I making sense to you ladies? I wonder. But then I went upstairs, like I said, and I saw the, I saw the stair lift we all provided. And it was beautiful there. And I was so grateful that we provided it through Jesus, his grace and mercy providing it. And she was able to get up and down those stairs safely on that stair lift for the time God allotted her. And we were there to help her get home from the hospital and get home from the rehab facility and all of the rest so she could be home where she wanted to be at home. And it was like time stood still. And so I walked upstairs past the stair lift and I and said, okay, Chappie, here's going to be the hard part for you now, the very hard part. And he knew, he knew my heart, folks. We've talked so much over the past year, two years, three years, four years, when Marianne fought this cancer, sometimes late into the evening, other times 
early in the morning. But Mylan knew. He knew how much Marianne loved this broadcast. And she did love this broadcast, beloved. Do you know what this broadcast was for her? wasn't just an opportunity to serve the Lord. wasn't just part of her online ministry. This broadcast was her escape. It was her safe place. It was her refuge from the pain and suffering and affliction she was living in, walking through, dealing with, handling. And when he said, now, Here's the room that's going to be the hardest for you to see. And he was right. And he opened the door, and I saw her little blog talk radio studio right there, her computer set up, her notes off to the side, the prayer list, all the rest of it. And let me tell you something, folks. That sister, Marianne Lansky Bunjevic, she had every prophecy book, every Bible prophecy book you could possibly imagine. It was in that room. It was spread out. The books were in stacks. The books were on in, at on the shelf. They were up, off to the side. They were sitting on her sewing machine. They were sitting off to the uh, left side, the right side. The, I, I was amazed. She had so many of the prophecy books that we talked about, and and this sister was wise, wise and, and possessed of wisdom, because I found some of her notes, and I found two specific things I'm going to read later in this broadcast. They're Marianne's last devotional for us. The last two devotionals she was writing for us here on Blog Talk. And I'm going to read one of them. And they're really filled with Bible truth. They're really filled. And we'll get into that later. But as I stood there, I was amazed that Marianne's computer setup was exactly like mine. It was like looking into a mirror. And I was, I, I just stood there and I could see her sitting in that black chair. And I could see her at the computer. I could see her on blog talk. Like I say, it was like an echo of her being there. And I just stood there weeping. And then I saw something sitting off to the side. And it's a comparative, We what we preachers call comparative, something to make people think. But this was next to Mary Ann's. I have to read it to you because it resonates. It shows who she was and is and was up until the moment the Lord called her home on December 14th. At 9.52 a.m. in the morning. Here's what it reads. It says, Strong woman versus woman of strength. A strong woman works out every day to keep her body in shape, but a woman of strength kneels in prayer to keep her soul 
in shape. A strong woman isn't afraid of anything, but a woman of strength shows courage in the midst of her fear. A strong woman won't let anyone get the best of her, but a woman of strength gives the best of her to everyone. Gives the best of herself to everyone. That's what Marianne did on this broadcast, folks, for five years. A strong woman makes mistakes and avoids the same in the future. But a woman of strength realizes life's mistakes can also be God's blessing and capitalizes on them. Marianne told me all the time, don't put me up on a pedestal, chappy. Don't put me up on a pedestal, Chappie, because my legs won't support me. I have feet of clay, Chappie. But I love my Lord, and he will give me the grace to get through when I I can't get through on my own. He will give me the grace, Chappie. He will give me the grace. A strong woman walks sure-footedly, but a woman of strength knows God's will. God will catch her when she falls. A strong woman wears the look of confidence on her face, but a woman of strength wears grace. His grace is sufficient. A strong woman has faith that she is strong enough for the journey, but a woman of strength has faith that it is in the journey that she becomes strong. Marianne had that right there at her computer. And I'm sure she looked upon it and read it every time she needed some some encouragement. She was a blessing to each and every one of us. I uh, I saw a verse in Hebrews when it talks about the saints who were examples to us. The Bible calls them a great cloud of witnesses and what they went through for the cause of Christ and what they went through for the glory of God. And I see my sister Mary, Mary Ann epitomized, personified, some of those saints in her own life and walk. You say, you sure are praising her and putting her up on a pedestal, Chappie, and she told you not to do that. I'm I'm honoring my sister in Christ who, who frankly, I wasn't worthy of. And yet God led us together into this ministry and and opened the door for her to touch so many lives, encourage so many saints. I told her, Marianne, it's not the amount of people we touch and reach. It's the quality, it's the it's the impact that God uses to touch one saint, two saints, three saints a hundred saints, a thousand saints, however many, 
it's his touch that we want them to see. It's it's his grace we want them to see. And she would say, am I really touching lives, Chappie? Are we really doing it? Are we really doing it? And I would share some testimonies and some of the private we've received and private messages and responses that have come about because of our broadcast. And she would always say, "I, uh, we were, that happened? And I said, yes. She was always humble. She was always, she resonated in humility. And perhaps that was her greatest, greatest strength was she did it all for Jesus. She didn't do it for a pat on the back. She didn't do it for recognition. She did it for Jesus. She told me, I I just want to bring Jesus glory. I just want to bring him the gift of glory. And so I called her one of God's, I called her one of God's glory girls. I said, you're you're one of God's glory girls. And she would just chuckle and laugh. I told you we'd be talking a lot about her. I want to give you the opportunity to share, if you would like. The guest call-in number is 347-996-5867. And I'll be watching the studio. And if you want to uh, say something, if you'd like to share something, some special memory of Marianne, or, or just maybe share, perhaps she shared with you something that encouraged you You can call in, and I'll put you on the air, and you can you can speak whatever you want, if you'd like. And uh, that number again is three four seven nine nine six five eight six seven. During the memorial service, we gave those in, in in attendance the opportunity to do that during her memorial service there in Cleveland. But here, uh, maybe I can uh, see if there's anything you'd like to say. I just see somebody popped up, so I'm going to put them live on right now. Hello? Hello? Is it me that you're going to listen to, Chappie? Exactly. This is yes. Cheryl Pixley Johnson. Go ahead, Cheryl. Is there anything you'd like to sh- anything you'd like to share? Only that I too thank thank each and every one of the prayers that went out on behalf of Sister Marianne and Mylan and Willow and for you and your travel mercies. And I would like to take and read just a small few verses out of Psalms 91, that Marianne many, many times 
for a long time, had Rod. Psalms 91, 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say this of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for thy destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil fall thee, befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. I am going to say a quick prayer, Lord, Lord, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the testimony of Mary Ann. We thank you, Lord, that she is home with you, rejoicing. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more cancer. And we thank you, Lord, that we have the blessed hope that we shall soon be with you and Sister Marianne and all our beloved brothers and sisters that have passed on before us. We thank you, Lord, for the mighty testimony of many. And, Lord, we pray that you will help us each and every day to be what you want us to be and do what you need us to do. And we will give you all the praise, Lord, and all the glory in your mighty name. I pray, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Chaplain Bill. I couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. Let's go to a hymn. Marianne loves snow, and I know she loved this this particular song about Christmas.
Welcome to the family, best of relatives already, huh? <laughs> Wallace and Davis are flat. You know, we've got to get some loot. We've got to take the show to Chicago or oh, no, Boston. No, no. I, I can't make it. I'm going to be very busy. I, wait a minute. I'll join you. Three 
and they'll see Jesus, the very Jesus, born in a manger, born to die for you and me. So this Christmas, if your loved one is in heaven, rejoice, rejoice exceedingly. They're standing in God's throne room up in heaven. Singing carols around God's Christmas tree. Can you hear the singing up in heaven? Listen, listen carefully. They're singing hymns up in heaven. Gathered around God's Christmas tree There with Jesus Their Lord and Savior They're rejoicing Rejoicing exceedingly Be happy, don't be sad Rejoice and be glad There with Jesus There with Jesus There with Jesus Eternally Let's go to a Oh, uh-huh. 
Amen. Amen. When I was in Marianne's study and I was looking through everything lying around in the, in the open, <laughs> I discovered two teachings that she was going to share with us. And I want to read one of them to you now. Marianne was a stalwart defender of the Word of God, and she knew her scriptures. Let me share. I found at least 12 separate Bibles in her house, in every room. And she did that because in the last year, after the Lord put her in the wheelchair, when the chemo took away the use of her legs, she didn't want to have to uh, go back upstairs or go to another room to try to go find her scriptures. She kept scriptures with her in every single room. And I thought that was incredible. And then I looked through her Bibles. I love doing that, I'll be honest with you because I like to see what people write in their Bibles. I love to read what's in the margins and what's, you know, it shows the development of the Christian walk in life. It's really a blessing to share in a Milan. I asked him, was it okay? And he said, certainly. Marianne wouldn't mind if you looked at her Bible any more than you'd mind if she looked at yours, Chappie. So I went through, I was looking through her Bibles. And in her Bibles, she had that uh, incredible little statement that she would write on what the Lord showed her. And in one of those instances, he showed her what the reason was why the Lord took her legs away. One of the reasons she thought, although she didn't understand it, none of us understand such a, a, a... incredible, uh, you know, life-altering, life-changing event. But uh, God gave her peace about one of the reasons. And she said that she could roll up in her wheelchair at the cancer center or in the hospital or at the rehab facility. She could roll up in her wheelchair and come up to somebody who looked lonely or by themselves, and she would share Jesus with them. And they would look at her and say, wait a minute, you're here because you have stage four cancer, and you're fighting the cancer battle, the same kind of battle I'm fighting. How is it you're able to smile? Marianne always had a smile. That was the first thing that they noticed about her, they said, they told me. And her smile, and we we heard her smile, didn't we? And her voice, and her uh, brethren have told me her voice gave them peace, her voice gave them uh, blessing, her voice gave them comfort, her voice was soothing, all the rest. We've I've heard every adjective under the sun describes Marianne's voice on the radio. And she even was astonished sometimes where people would say things. But 
but they would see her smile and hear her voice and they'd hear that peace. It wasn't just a, a surface, you know, something on the surface. It was it was something that was inside of her. And so when that lady in the cancer place asked her, <coughs> excuse me, that how can you smile? That Marianne said, and that would open the door for me to share Jesus Christ with them. And in one of the last instances, I heard this testimony was that Marianne was sharing Christ, and the lady who also had cancer looked at Marianne and said, well, I'm glad God did that for you. I'm so happy for you. And Marianne shook her head and said, no, no, no. You don't understand what Jesus did for me. He will do for you too. So then Mary Ann made it personal and made it pivotal and made it primary and literally pointed these people to Jesus when she did these. She shared. At the memorial service, there were brothers and sisters in Christ there, in addition to family members who came under the sound of the gospel, and those who Mary Ann dearly loved in the family were there. And the whole service went like clockwork. So when I got back to the house and I found these two teachings, after the funeral, I said, I have to share this, at least one of these with Berea, and I may save one for another day, maybe next week. Part of Mary Ann's testimony time. Remember, we called it testimony time. Mary Ann would open in prayer. We would have hymns. Then we would come back, and Mary Ann and I would chat, sometimes about prophecy updates sometimes about what's going on in Israel. But then Mary, we would have another hymn and we'd come back and Mary Ann would share a little devotional, a little, a little teaching. John eight twelve. again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's been said darkness isn't the opposite of light. It's simply the absence of light. Jesus warned us, and his word warns us, that in these last days, many false Christs and false prophets will come and will attempt to deceive even God's elect. 2 Peter 3.3 and Jude 17.18 show this. Precious ones, the best way to guard yourself against false teachers is to know the truth. To know the truth, you have to be in the word. To spot a counterfeit, study the real thing, which is the word of God. Any believer who correctly handles the word of truth, in accordance with 2 Timothy 2.15, and who makes a careful study of the Bible, can identify false doctrine in a heartbeat. For example, a believer who has read and studied the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, will immediately question any doctrine 
that denies the Trinity or the deity of Jesus Christ. We have to judge all teachings by what the scripture says. And most especially, there is an avalanche of people calling themselves prophets and apostles. And we have to be careful they are not bringing another Jesus or another gospel or drawing attention to themselves by claiming to speak for God. Study those books of the Bible that were written to combat false teaching and false prophets inside the church. Galatians, 2 Peter, 1 John, and Jude. It's often difficult to spot a false teacher or a false prophet. Satan masquerades as an angel of light, according to 2 Corinthians 11:14, and his minions masquerade as servants of righteousness, 2 Corinthians 11:15. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers and minions transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. And she signs her little teaching in his service, Mary Ann Lansky Bungevit. Now there, my friends, is a biblical devotional from a lady who was going through fiery trials, suffering intense pain, suffering and affliction, and yet had that brilliant mind of hers, that incredible godly woman strength that she talks about shining radiantly the truth of God's word, true biblical truth in a devotional. We can I can almost hear her saying each word and hear her emphasizing each paragraph that meant a great deal to her. So let's go let's go to a hymn.
open your Bibles, if you will, as we conclude this memorial service for Mary Ann. To Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 through 5. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. One day, beloved, children of the Lord will be blessed beyond description. This is what Mary Ann discovered. On December 14th, 2018, at 9.52 a.m., when she was called home to be with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, But as it is written, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Maybe you're listening to this broadcast and you're saying, who is this Mary Ann he, he keeps talking about? Maybe this is your first time here among us on this broadcast. And you're saying to yourself, who is this talking? Who is this guy talking? Well, my name is Bill Herman, and I was Mary Ann's pastor for over eight years, and I live in Ladson, South Carolina, just outside Charleston. Mary Ann lived in Cleveland, Ohio, <clears throat> for over eight years in ministry. Mary Ann served with me in gospel ministry at Berean Bible Chapel, and five years together here on Blog Talk Radio, despite the fact that she battled cancer. Every day for those five years. Here's something not everybody knew. Upon her diagnosis, Marianne and Mylan thought that Marianne would be gone in six months. She had stage four metastatic breast cancer. They thought she would be gone in six months. Mary Ann persevered for five years by God's grace. Don't tell me God cannot extend life and preserve life. We prayed here in Berean Bible Chapel. We prayed for five years that God would hold the pain, suffering, and affliction at bay. And talking to Mylan about everything they went through, Yes, Mary Ann swore him to silence that he would not share with us the magnitude 
and severity of Mary Ann's pain and suffering. But she didn't do it because she didn't want us not to know. She did it because she didn't want us to worry. She didn't want us to cry and weep over the fact that she was indeed suffering severe pain and affliction. Mary Ann bore it. I can tell you testimony after testimony that I heard. Some of the needles that they injected into her hip were half the size of Mary Ann's arm, and she never once flinched nor cried out. And the nurses and doctors were amazed because everybody else who they uh, injected with the needle in the hip, most of those women and men cried out. Some, some men who were combat veterans cried out. And yet Mary Ann never flinched. And when they would come to her and ask her how it was that she'd cry out and why she didn't flinch, it's because she said, I gave my pain to Jesus. Do we understand that? I don't. I can't comprehend that. I can't even begin to comprehend that. But it showed me God's grace was sufficient for Mary Ann. And almost 75 to 80% of the pain associated with metastatic breast cancer at stage 4 level was indeed held at bay by God's grace in the hand of Jesus Christ. That's what Milan believes, and that's what I believe. And that's what many of the saints in Berean believe. We prayed Jesus would not allow her to experience excruciating pain. Was there excruciating pain in her last six months to a year? Yes. But she never led on to any of us. It was there. And she continued to serve in ministry. One of the last things she told Teresa Presley on a Sunday, I think it was the Sunday before Thanksgiving, Mary Ann's last broadcast with, with us. She and Teresa regularly talked on the phone. Teresa said Mary Ann told her, I'm going to do the broadcast with Chappie. And Teresa said, are you sure you're up to it? Are you sure you can do it? And Mary Ann says, look, Mary Ann said, look, my legs may not work anymore and my arms may not function anymore, but my mouth is still functioning and I can still speak. And so she did the broadcast. I went back and listened to her broadcast with us in the archives over the last six months when I was in Ohio late into the evening, early into the morning, I would lie in Marianne's bed. Mylon, he insisted on sleeping on the couch. So I was up in the bed that Marianne slept in. I saw the room she slept in. I know what she saw every time she opened her eyes and looked at the ceiling or whenever she was lying there in the bedroom going, trying to go to sleep, racked with pain. I saw that environment. And I knew God was with her. I listened to 
the archives, the Berean Bible Chapel Blog Talk Radio archives. I listen to many of the messages, and if you listen into the last six months, you can hear her saying farewell to us. It was a slow, long, gentle farewell. In fact, in one of the archive broadcasts, I won't tell you which one. I'd rather you go search it out yourself, brothers and sisters. Search it out yourself. And you can hear her say, remember me, beloved, for I shall remember you. And she did. And her prayers remembered every single one of us. When she prayed for folks, she put a little star, a silver star, next to the name of the person she prayed for. I saw hundreds of stars. Marianne was an exceptional follower, servant, and disciple of Jesus Christ our Lord. And she prayed for and loved and loved and prayed for her family and loved ones and the brethren. She was a remarkable prayer warrior. And I know this is so because I prayed with her on occasions. I prayed for her on occasions. And I prayed with her and for her, for her and Mylan, her beloved husband. We prayed together. She was exceptional. She was remarkable. And I told her family as I sat there and the friends that sat there in that in that funeral home, the Ferfolia funeral home outside Cleveland, Ohio, I told them, they, I said, you were never far from her thought in her heart. I told them, trust me, I know this, her love for you is, was, and always will be unconditional. She wanted them to spend eternity with her. They wanted, she wanted them all family and friends to come to saving faith and faith in Jesus Christ our Lord and she was devoted to God's word with all her heart soul strength and mind she read that passage we just read in Revelation she knew there would come a day when God would wipe away all tears and there would be no more death Marianne faced death for five years, looked at it square in the face. She did so in grace and mercy. She did so in love and in trust. And I saw her family there, sitting there before me. And I saw God at work answering Marianne's prayers. That's right. I saw God answering Marianne's prayers. Our Lord Jesus, the Bible says, makes all things new. And on, on December 14th, 2018, which, by the way, was Patty and I, our 44th anniversary. On that day, at 9.52 a.m. in the morning, he made Mary Ann all new. He took away the wheelchair. He took away the chemo. He took away the pain, suffering, and affliction. He restored her strength in her legs. Eternal life translated her, transformed her into the kingdom of light, to the kingdom of heaven itself. 
into the presence of the Lord. For to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. She saw 1 Corinthians 2, 9 become reality. I hath not seen, ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God prepared for them that loved him. And she saw what he had prepared for her. When he took her into his presence and she was absent from the body and present with the Lord. Marianne is with the Lord Jesus Christ. He made Marianne new. Marianne's heart desire was that you and I experience the blessings of God that were with her faithfully every moment since she trusted in Jesus Christ and grew in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Her personal relationship with Jesus Christ, her walk with Jesus Christ, as an exceptional godly woman of faith, shined God's light to thousands. Yes, thousands. You heard me. Thousands. Do you know how many people listen, have listened to this broadcast since Marianne and I, together in co-laborers in ministry, Co-hosts and hosts, 35,000 people have listened to this broadcast at one time or another. Praise God. Praise God. She touched lives. She shared her faith. She was kind, gentle, loving, and caring. Wherever Jesus led her, she followed without complaint, always in prayer. She was a fighter. Marianne was a fighter, tenacious, courageous, even in her darkest moments, in the middle of heartbreak, grief, sorrow, pain, suffering, and affliction. Especially then, she trusted her Savior and Lord. Marianne taught us all, not just how a Christian faces death. Marianne taught us how to trust Jesus Christ in the middle of life's most trying moments. She once told me, Chappie, if I have to just hold on to the hem of his garment, if I have to just hold on to the hem of Jesus' garment, if that's what it takes, that's what I'll do. And that's what she did. And dear friends, brothers and sisters in Christ who knew her, who loved her, who prayed for her. That is precisely how Mary Ann overcame stage four metastatic breast cancer on December 14, 2018 at 9.52 a.m. Don't tell me the cancer killed Mary Ann. Don't tell me it's because her internal organs were infected and were collapsing and dying one by one. That's what killed Mary Ann. Marianne was not killed by the cancer. The cancer did not conquer Marianne. Marianne overcame the cancer through the blood of Jesus Christ the Lord and through faith in Jesus Christ himself, in his person, in his presence, and what he did, his work on the cross, his resurrection from the grave, from the death of the cross on the third day. That's what Marianne believed. And that's what led her through heaven's gates. 
because Marianne believed those things with all of her being, all of her core, who she was. Marianne is alive. She is more alive right now, standing in heaven in glory with Jesus. Yes, she is in heaven, not because of anything she did, but because of her trust in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross and his resurrection on the third day from the death of the cross. She's in heaven. She's alive forevermore. She's alive. When she trusted Jesus Christ, she was given the gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And on December 14th, 2018, that eternal life turned it on, activated it, and faith became sight. And God sent a whole regiment of angels just to carry her crowns back to heaven so she could toss them at Jesus' feet. Marianne probably was surprised when she got to heaven and delighted, and probably right now she's dancing in glory on the streets of gold at the corner of Hallelujah and Glory Lane. Marianne is right there rejoicing. No more chemo, no more cancer, no more wheelchairs, no more pain, no more needles, no more crippled legs. All of that is swept away as a distant memory. We were brother and sister in Christ, two former Catholics who God led together to serve our Lord and Savior in gospel ministry. We were two sinners saved by grace who are friends forever. Marianne told me that Mylan was her rock. Mylan was her rock through five years of adversity. And she told me, Chappie, he's going to need you the first three or four days after I go to be with the Lord. He's going to need you there, Chappie. Promise me you'll be there. And sure enough, shortly before she went to be with the Lord, we talked and we were praying, and she just suddenly said it. She must have known her time was approaching because she told me, she said, Chappie, remember your promise to me. Remember your promise to me, Chappie. And I said, Marianne, I'll be there. God's will, I'll be there. I promise no matter what it takes, I'll be there. And I could tell you the testimony behind that, how There were no flights available, and suddenly there was a slot available. And the round-trip tickets and the whole nine yards and everything the way it worked out on Southwest Airlines and the kindness and the the, uh, uh, peaceful flight, a little bumpy here and there, some comical moments I'll share down the road with everybody that the Lord gave me. And it was just... Incredible. Incredible. The way God, you can see it from beginning to end, from the, from the moment that the, the, the brethren responded 
to the moment that everything just unfolded. I could see the handiwork of Jesus Christ. Because after all, I have not seen nor ear heard the things that have entered into the heart of man to them that loved him. God knew Mary Ann loved him. God prepared everything. God, the Father. Mylan was her rock through five years of adversity, pain, suffering, and affliction. And this chapel, Berean Bible Chapel, you will be in prayer in the days, weeks, and months ahead for Milan. Always praying for God's blessing, providence, and comfort for Milan. He needs it, brothers and sisters. He loved her dearly. His heart was cleaved in two when she died. And some of you sisters who've lost, whose husbands went to heaven, you know what Mylan's feeling. And your prayers will do him good and bless him. Our prayers for him will never cease. And I will say this beyond any doubt or hesitation. My highest honor, beloved, in 40 years of ministry serving the Lord, four decades serving Jesus Christ in ministry, it culminated in those moments as I stood in Cleveland and officiated over her funeral and memorial service. Everything in my whole Christian life led to that moment. And God honored the message. And Mary Ann's request to share the gospel with her family and friends was complete. And so what do we say in conclusion? We don't say goodbye to Mary Ann. There's no goodbyes among us, friends. Not really. There's see you. See you soon. So long until we meet again. The next time we see Mary Ann will be in the air. The next time we see Mary Ann is when we are ushered into the presence of Jesus Christ. And she'll be right there. She told me to tell Mylan. She said, Mylan, when it's your time, she told me to tell Mylan this. She said, Mylan, when it's your time, you won't have to search for me in heaven. I'll be the one standing right behind Jesus, patiently waiting for you. And let me tell you this, folks. Theirs was a love story for the ages. Oh, if you knew the story behind how they came to Christ and how they served the Lord and how they were with him in faith and walk. When we met Mary Ann, <laughs> we were blessed indeed. And God, I, I, I am totally astonished I am totally astonished, beloved, to tell you that I, I, Mary Ann taught me 
much more than I ever taught her as a minister of the gospel. She taught me all about grace. She taught me all about peace. She taught me all about mercy. She taught me all about love. She taught me about loving the brethren. She taught me about serving the brethren. She taught me more than I ever taught her. And she was among us. Jesus Christ placed this sister among us so that when he took her home, we would miss her and long for heaven ourselves. He brought her among us and she served us and served in this ministry. When we were dealing in ministry in this chapel, Korean Bible Chapel, we were dealing with folks who were contemplating suicide. And I remember I went to Mary Ann and I asked her, how, do, how would you respond in this situation? And she came up with verses and chapters and passages in the scripture. And she came up with how to approach the, the person involved. And she confirmed what was in our hearts and how we deal with these things. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that Marianne was instrumental in saving the lives of four separate people. Four separate people. Four separate instances over a two-year period when we were dealing with people who were contemplating suicide. And those lives were saved. And those people got help. Marianne was part of that. We praise God that she was among us. And we are deeply and eternally grateful and blessed by God that Mylan shared her with us and that she shared herself with us. Where do we find such grace except heaven? Where do we find such providence except God? Marianne and Mylan, a couple in Christ, a sister in Christ devoted to his word, and her husband devoted to her and Jesus. Mylan's told me this, folks, that Marianne told her that she will, would carry every prayer ever uttered to her on her behalf. She would carry it into heaven itself as a treasure, a cherished treasure. And Mylan said that he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt he and Mary Ann could never have made it five years without our prayers. They know that. They knew that. Mary Ann knew that. Mary Ann shared that. 
and they were so grateful for each and every one of their prayers, all the help, all the love, all the support. Marianne especially was cognizant of it. And Jesus used each and every one of you to bless them. Marianne one time pointed me into Corinthians and said, you know, Chappie, we give consolation and we comfort people with the same comfort that we ourselves are comforted with. And that's something that Marianne lived day by day. Sometimes those days were tough, a lot more than she let on. And yet she persevered. She she didn't just persevere. She overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And God blessed her. And kept her alive and kept her moving forward. She never got stagnant in her faith. She never blamed God for what happened. She never... She never, ever, ever even conceived of doing that. Her trust was implicit. She loved the feel of the hem of his garment. She loved the fact that he was there, the God who was there, Emmanuel, God with us. I never thought for a moment when we organized these series of Christmas messages approaching Christmas 2018. We talked about it amongst ourselves. I never had any clue that when Christmas 2018 came, Marianne would be in heaven and we would all still be here I think Mary Ann knew. And she prepared herself and she prepared her husband as best as she could. And she had those around who she loved and trusted to help Mylan carry on. We praise the Lord for this sister in Christ. And we will truly never forget her. Her love, her grace, her voice, all of it will remain in her hearts forever. He makes all things new. He wipes away every tear. Thank God, Mylan, and the family, and each and every one of us. Merry Christmas, brethren. From Mary Ann, Merry Christmas. Because she's in heaven where it's always Christmas. 
Christ is there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Thank you for honoring this sister in Christ with your presence, with your prayers. Pray for her husband, please. Pray for him. It's going to be very hard, Christmas and New Year's and all the rest, because they they did everything together. Do you know they haven't been apart in decades? Now, Mylon, he's like searching. What am I going to do? He's already told me what the Lord kind of prompted in his heart. He's going to work with the Jewish uh, facility there, Menorah Park, where Marianne was a patient. He's talking about retiring and then working there with them, trying to uh, help them there, whatever they need, whatever he can do. He loved her dearly, friends. She was everything to him, and he was everything to her. If you heard their love story, their backstory, all the rest of it, man, you would—you—you you, run out of tissues. But we were truly blessed. We were truly blessed to know her, and to serve with her, and to pray with her, and to just post with her. She was truly a remarkable servant of the Most High. And we'll see her again. God bless you all. Merry Christmas to you and your families. May the peace of God be with you and his grace sustain you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this night. Thank you for the message. Thank you for the way you just speak to our hearts. And just stir our hearts up, Lord. Sometimes, Lord, you bring us to tears so that we are, understand how precious life itself is and our friendships and family and relationships are. Thank you, Father God, how you work in our hearts and lives. Thank you for the way you worked in Mary Ann's life for five years and how, Father God, you used some of us to help you to get your will fulfilled, to to reach into hearts and lives, Lord. We pray for Mylon, Lord. We pray for your blessing on him. We pray your comfort sustains him, your grace showers over him, and your mercy is always evident to him, Lord. And Father God, I thank you for the way you worked at her funeral and memorial service in Cleveland. Thank you for the way you just reached and, and just made everything happen. You made it all happen. It was clearly your handiwork. Thank you for the safe journey mercies, flying there and back and everything, Lord. And Father God, thank you for the blessings, all the blessings you give us. The saints, Lord, have a Merry Christmas, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, beloved. God bless you all. Merry Christmas. We'll go out with the hymn.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.